The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we got a real special episode. Why? Uh, uh, it's the exact <laughs> same format as all the other episodes. Uh, but we are talking Just Like Hell by Nate Southerd. And um, an ABC after school special named The Day My Kid Went Punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is not the first TV movie we've done. No, we did Ghost Watch. Yeah. And uh, what was that one? The Rage or something? Remember the girl that <laughs> the girl that was like, I don't know, Anguish? Is that what it was called? I forget what it was called. It wasn't good, but it was incredibly nihilistic. Do you remember that film? No. Where the girl, her parents, like, I don't know, her sister died or something, and then her parents... Uh, were getting like killed. Her whole family was getting killed. Remember, it had the pizza cutter scene where she was running it up and down the walls while going after him. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But, so we've done other made-for-TV movies. Yeah, and because we're B movies, you know, they're prime for that. So we didn't always promise horror movies. This one's <laughs> an after school special. So, eh. But it was a nice little palate cleanser. Um, <laughs> anyway, but before we get into that, uh, Alien Covenant came out. I know, and I hadn't seen it yet. I haven't either. Uh, I hear terrible things. Really? I've heard a lot of good stuff. I hear a lot of mixed things. Oh, really? Okay, like, yeah, like, I'm on the the alien subreddit, right? Uh-huh. Because, of course, I am. Yeah. Um, the LV426 is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen probably equal parts uh, disappointment and excitement. Well, this just in, one oh, minute no. ago, our friend Bob, who's been on oh, no. many episodes of the show... Also, <laughs> he's read the tiniest of novels with us in our, well, one of our micro Vember episodes, and he's also read uh, House of Leaves with us. He's that yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, he just texted and said Prometheus was way better. This movie was enjoyable and answers some questions, but has a lot of stuff that makes you mad. So um, hmm. I actually I trust Bob's judgment, and if Prometheus is way better, then I'm probably not going to watch it. Okay, so... <sighs> I, I I watched Prometheus for the first time probably last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, since then I think I've seen it five times. Really, <laughs> I'm I not s- even joking. <laughs> uh, there was one, there was a stretch where I watched it once a week. Wow, why? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I it's think incredibly me, boring. <laughs> I think a part of me was trying to figure out if it was a good movie or a terrible movie, and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. 
so I kept watching it. See, I've resigned to the fact that, okay, yeah, it's a good movie. It's just not for me. Kind of like NSYNC or something, you know? You can recognize the talent without being a fan, but, I mean, I don't know. It just... To me, I like the first two Alien because I like I like horror a lot more than action. And uh-huh. once well, you Pro- Prometheus didn't have really, really have much action either. <laughs> no, no, it was more like world building. But yeah, it was the Avatar of Alien films. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, uh, like, okay. I like action films, but once you start with horror, it's weird to go action unless you do it early on, like the Terminator. Yeah. So anyway, but, um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I didn't have too much invested in this, you know? Well, I, I think if, if I can finish my thought, um, that Prometheus actually, um, made me more psyched for the alien, uh, like series in general, even though alien, itself like the first one mm-hmm. still to this day scares the pants off of me dude alien <laughs> is really good you know I, I went to the theater and saw prometheus and my wife has not watched any of the alien movies and so oh. she's like huh she probably didn't care at all then no she actually liked it more than me but huh. she was like why did this happen like i don't know <laughs> well that was also part of, like there were no answers in prometheus really no. In general, mm-hmm. but I think I I think I really really like it. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. So, anyway, I haven't seen Covenant yet, and it's partly because my wife um, will absolutely not go see it with me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, so. my, I really doubt I could get her. In fact, I tried to throw on Alien the other night because uh, I watch a lot of horror movies while she's asleep. She watches yeah. a lot with me, but she generally goes to sleep whenever I'm throwing my movies on. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, she's just not interested. I'm like, I'm telling you, Alien is good. But yeah, it's right. so good. Anyway, uh, John Hurt's in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, have you watched any of uh, American Gods? Uh, No. I will say I've only watched the first episode because they're on what, like three now, three or four. Um, and it's on stars. And for some reason I was thinking before I watched it, I like it was on showtime. No, nah, it's on stars. Is it on stars? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're trying to build, uh, it, it seems like they're trying to build like, uh, dark fantasy and horror as their, their, uh, flagship but between this and, and Ash versus evil dead, you know? Yeah. And then also, uh, well, I guess the, it, just the dark part or dark fantasy would still be like they had that Spartacus show and everything, too. That was stars, too, right? Although that's more like so, yeah. sword and sandal than it is like fantasy. Yeah. But still, I mean, thematically, there's some similarities. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I mean, not that this is horror, but it's got enough gore that uh people (laughs) it should appease the horror community and see i'm not as i think we've discussed on here i don't like neil gaiman for some reason (laughs) yeah i know you have a weird like just irrational hatred for him yeah hatred (laughs) but i think it's going away like because every neil gaiman anything i watch other than stardust um i I (laughs) do (laughs) it 
I was about to bring it up. <laughs> Other Stardust. Uh, everything I've watched, like whether it be this or Coraline or what little Sandman I've read, like I really, really enjoy. And this show is freaking great what I've seen. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, you got anything as far as news? Um, well, uh, <laughs> all right. No, 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 no. Uh, did you know that? Uh, well, there's, <laughs> did you know, <laughs> did, did you know, uh, <laughs> do, do, do you remember the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. No, there's a, a new uh, horror comedy film coming out from Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. What's it called? It's called Slaughterhouse Rules. Oh, that and, sounds amazing. And they've uh, started their own um, TV production company or film and TV production company called Stolen Picture. Huh. Yeah. So um, I think they're just like producing it. But still, you know, if they've got their hand in it, then it it, it could be good. Um, you know, much like uh, some of the Sam Raimi produced films, you know, like. Uh, or it could be bad, like some of the Sam Raimi produced, Sam Raimi films. produced films. <laughs> 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 but, you know, I mean, it's still interesting. So yeah. That's it. No, um, I, it, go ahead. I was going to give you the brief plot synopsis we know about Slaughterhouse Rules. Um, it's reportedly. Uh, set in a boarding school where children are groomed for power and greatness. Uh-huh. And then um, a a new student comes in um, who has a modest background. Uh, he finds the climate difficult to navigate. So I don't know what that means. No, <laughs> that didn't uh, sound horror says, at all. No, 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 no. Okay. Hold on. Here, here's where it gets, here's where it gets uh, hor- more horror. It says soon after enrolling a controversial fracking site based on school ground causes seismic terrors and an unspeakable horror is unleashed. Oh, that sounds so awesome. maybe, maybe like Lovecraftian boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. I mean, I think a lot of their stuff, you know, obviously Shaun the Dead, but even Hot Fuzz and uh, what was the other one, The World's End, even those had yeah. a lot of horror elements in them. Yeah. And, and so I, I've enjoyed it. I think Hot, Hot Fuzz was just way more violent than you're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even so, it all hinges on an underground cult, you know? Yeah. So, That's I true. mean, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it is incredibly violent. <laughs> Did you ever watch The World's End? Yeah. I liked, I liked it. it. I, I don't know why it gets the uh, hate. It, it gets the hate because it's not Shaun of the Dead. You think? That's what it is. Well, I yeah. guess Hot Fuzz kind of got the hate among a lot of people other than critics. It was still critically yeah. acclaimed, but a lot of people were expecting more of the same. Um, no, I mean, but that sounds really good. I, I really enjoy everything I've seen from them. So great. Yeah. I mean, everything they're involved with creatively. Simon Pegg's in some real fucking turds of movies. Yeah, like Star Trek. <laughs> no, but I mean, he'll pop up. What was that one? Like Star uh, Wars? God, I forgot what it was called, but it was like the man that was afraid of everything or something. That was oh, terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. oh, yeah. And and then he's in that new movie that got delayed for like a year and a half. Um, Robin Williams' last movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that can't be good. Oh, uh, no, it's it's well, apparently it came out in the U.K., or something, but then it just got delayed for re- release here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's got just shitty reviews. Yeah. Like just shitty. <laughs> well, while we're talking UK <laughs> horrors, um, cute little buggers. Have you heard of this? It's been delayed no. for three years. <laughs> Oh, um, always a good sign. Cute little buggers 3D. Uh, it finally, yeah, it, it finally got distribution via uncorked entertainment. I, I think. Okay, uh, I just wrote down uncorked, so I, I assume it's entertainment. But anyway, um, it's it's to wine. Gremlins meets Hot Fuzz, but it is the way that it's pitched, like the little elevator uh-huh. pitch. But uh, there is a trailer for it. It doesn't look bad. It looks more like Night of the Lepus. Uh, it's, okay. It's if you imagine, you know, the uh, some English police after killer rabbits, but the rabbits like heads look like graboids whenever they attack. It it pops oh. open in four ways and there's like teeth and stuff. I don't know. I mean, nice. It looks bizarre, but fun. Um, not like a good movie. <laughs> 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 but but if you're if you've been waiting with bated breath for cute little buggers 3D, it's getting distribution. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but like cute little buggers is a great name for uh, a movie. But putting 3D at the end of it <laughs> makes it amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of hope it's not even in 3D. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> or if it is in 3d you have to use like the old school red and blue 3d glasses you know it always confused me like when part threes of movies would be in 3d you know and it'd be like you know part one part two, easy and... marketing yeah thing. but okay so it's very easy but here's where it gets confusing okay so there's piranha piranha 2 piranha 3d 30 years later which was pitched as a reboot to piranha but is it part three or is it a reboot <laughs> Beanie asking the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, I, um, mean, I don't know. I never watched Piranha 3D. Oh, and you didn't? No. Well, I've seen like scenes of it, I think. No, I'm um, telling you, you'd love it. Oh, I know. I, I think you were the one who showed me the scenes of it. <laughs> but, but I also don't remember enough about Piranha, like the old school Piranha, um, uh-huh. to even realize it would have been a remake you know what i mean yeah or reboot yeah i haven't seen the original piranha in a long time i vaguely like i remember it vaguely i know i rented it back whenever i'd get the unlimited pass at hollywood video (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) their complete nerd plan (laughs) dude i remember sometimes like we'd get that the and then we'd rent a movie and then we'd go back the later the same day and get new movies. <laughs> I I think okay, so this was like oh seven to oh nine. Basically mm-hmm. it was before me and my wife started dating. <laughs> uh Hollywood closed down and, and then I, I met my wife, like you had to have something to kill your time. <laughs> no, but I mean it closed down and literally like six months later I uh me and Kelsey started dating. But um so I was single and I had this plan and I had the three movies out at a time plan. Right. But it's not a coincidence that I lived less than a mile from there. I was looking for, <laughs> for apartments within a mile radius so I could make that thing just last and last. So weekends were really sad back then. You're back so then. Cheap. <laughs> That's not cheap. That's awesome. That means I get I'm going to look movies. for an apartment. 
<laughs> I was willing to pay whatever it cost. <laughs> That's not cheap. That's just resourceful. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay. So the last bit of news I got, and I want to get your take on it because I think you'll be a little more interested than I am. It's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hardy cast as Venom in the upcoming. Oh Venom yeah, movie. I know. What's up with that? Um, it could be it could be really good, or it could just suck because it's still made by Fox, <laughs> right? It, it's it's Fox doing Venom, right? Well, it says Marvel cast him, so I don't know. Mm. But but well, maybe they've just changed their whole thing because whenever they were doing the Andrew Garfield, um, that's his name, right? The second Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whenever they were doing his Spider-Man it movies, they were, yeah, they were talking about, uh, yeah, Sony. Um, they were talking about doing, um, uh, secret, uh, what was it, sinister six movie and a venom movie. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, if it, if it doesn't tie into the whole, like Marvel Universe, I feel like it's probably going to lack. Because, I mean, I don't even know if Spider-Man's going to be in it. Eh. You know what I mean? I've hit Marvel but, Universe burnout. But I really like Tom Hardy, so I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. No, I mean, Tom Hardy's great in everything I've ever seen him in. I, I don't, like, seek out a movie because Tom Hardy's in it, though. Do you? Well, no. I mean, there's... <laughs> There's that one that I still haven't watched, but it's it hit like HBO now or something like that. Legend, the one where he plays twins. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I'm going to watch that one just because it's him. Like, honestly, that's the only reason I would want to say it. Huh. Now, there is, uh, he had that show on yeah. FX. Yeah, and, and the guy's last name is Delaney. Oh, really? Yeah, um, his name is like Joseph Delaney in the show, and that's like my great grandfather. <laughs> dude, you're related to Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, I looked it up. It's a it's a fake dude. Like yeah. it's not a real guy. Um, you were just about to hit send on like a massive uh, email <laughs> list of <laughs> to everyone I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you looked that up. Yeah. I do my research well, cool, except pal. for this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, no, there was something else that I was going to say that you reminded me with Tom Hardy, but now I forgot. Hmm. So I guess it's not important. No. <laughs> oh, um, I, I will like to say uh, full disclosure. Now um, we, we mentioned last week um, that uh, Matt Shaw and Michael Bray, have a movie coming out on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would like to to add full disclosure. Um, now, every time that I talk about it, it's because I'm involved in the project. <laughs> you wouldn't have plugged it anyway, but also congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So um, what no, are you doing? I we would have plugged it. What are you doing? I am writing the music for it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's like my only skill set. <laughs> it's not your only skill set. Oh, thanks, buddy. No, uh, it's just that's one of those pity. Oh no, man, yeah. you're doing good. No, you, you can do other things. Do you hear the siren going on? 
Anyway, sorry, there's a siren in the background of my hand. Um, but no, that is amazing. Like, and that's hit that's hit well, way over its Kickstarter goal. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It hit the Kickstarter goal in like 24 hours. Yeah. Um, no, that's amazing. I mean, I know see, that as of taping right now, um, they were only asking like this is adjusted to American dollars because it was in it's pounds. Like Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that, that it's like um, three times as much as they asked for. <laughs> Wait, it just changed. Uh, okay, 20,076. So yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And it's still got a month to go. Yeah, and there's a lot of neat perks on there. So if you're interested in donating, I'd highly suggest donating. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's awesome for you, awesome for them. I mean, we would have watched the show the film either way so yeah anyway we probably would have reviewed it yeah i guess we can't <laughs> really review it. i could review it. i'm not involved in any way I, I, yeah. dude, the music the music makes the film <laughs> music sucks balls <laughs> but no, i actually already gave him part uh, like mm-hmm. it's in pre-production right now but um i already started like working on themes mm-hmm. right and i gave him um, some the other day. So you've so, read the script, huh? Uh, I've read, um, like half of the first draft. Nice. Cause that was, that was all that was available to me. Um, whenever I signed on. Nice. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Hashtag jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, do you want to jump into the novel? Or let's do yeah, let's do book first. All right, we will be back with our review of Just Like Hell by Nate Southern. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. <laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. Welcome back. We are talking just like hell by Nate Southerd. Um, before we get into it, this movie or this novel has been on uh, my list of things to read for a few years. I tried so hard to get this in paperback, or, or I believe that there was a, uh, a limited edition hardcover or limited hardcover edition of this book and copies of either of them were fetching like fetching up into the thousands of dollars. That's crazy. Yep. So whenever the rights reverted back to him, I assume uh, he either went with a different publishing company or self published it and I got it for 99 cents. So that makes me a much happier customer. So you can get this, this is a short, uh, I guess it's novel. I don't know. Novella. It's pretty short. Um, Along with his uh, bonus novella, Mr. Gray. You can get those, uh, I believe it's 99 cents on Amazon. So, anyway. 
But this is the first I mean, Nate Southern thing that I've read, and uh, the stakes were very high because this is already being held up as a extreme horror or splatterpunk type classic. So hmm. anyway, but um, um, go ahead. So, so the problem is you can't resell your Kindle edition for like a thousand dollars. I mean, I, I, I could like, if I found the right buyer. Put it on eBay, used like Moby file. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, hey, not much investment in it either, though. 99 cents? Yeah. Um, no. So, all right. So do you have it up? Yeah, I've got it up. You got the synopsis? Um. Oh, no. I have the actual file open. Oh, okay. Here. Is, is that what you're... No. <laughs> nope. I mean, I, I I can give you the synopsis, though. Okay, go ahead. It, it, have you ever have you ever watched uh, I Spit on Your Grave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 pretty much I spit on your grave. It's sort of. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So there are. Let me go back to my uh, page of notes. But okay, so Dylan is kidnapped by mm-hmm. his football, uh, basically members of his football buddies. team. His, yeah, his buddies, uh, Kevin, Toby, and Slug. And he and Kevin go back to what? Sorry, like, it's, it just made me giggle every time because Toby is my cat's name. <laughs> it was also your horse's name growing up. Yeah, that was for different reasons, though. <laughs> huh. <laughs> well, no, okay. The horse, <laughs> the horse, his his coloring scheme um, was called a Tobiano. Uh huh. And so we called him Toby because that's what it was. That wasn't his actual real like what registered his, name. What was his registered name? Oh God, I don't even remember. That was like twenty years ago. <laughs> okay, uh, but the way you register horse names is please you do. <laughs> if if they've got like you know uh, the right kind of lineage, you you name them as a combination of like their mother and father's name. Mm-hmm. You know, like that sort of thing. But I don't remember what his actual registered name was. Now, why is your cat's name Toby? Uh, that is from like a 1940s Disney movie called Toby Tyler, <laughs> where a boy runs off to the circus and befriends a chimpanzee. <laughs> it's one of my wife's like favorite movies from whenever she was little. <laughs> All right. So our cat's name is Toby Tyler. And then whenever Rodney and I from uh, Rodney from currently Nerds on the Left, if it ever comes back, um, we went to Comic Palooza or no, no, no. Uh, Space City Comic Con, mm-hmm. and there was a guy selling little golden books. You remember those books? Yeah, I yeah. have a child. Um, <laughs> and I found one from the fifties of Toby Tyler, and I bought it for. Her. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grumpy Cat has a little golden book now. That was the only thing I bought at that comic convention. <laughs> huh. But oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's weird. All right, so go on, Toby. <laughs> anyway. Dylan is kidnapped by his football buddies, uh, Kevin, Toby, and Slug, and finds out after they've kidnapped his his boyfriend, Randy. Yeah. And so, anyway, nothing good can come of this. Uh, yeah. It he is, wakes up in the trunk of a car. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think, yeah. Nothing good's going to come out of that. So, 
uh, from there, it goes into kind of some graphic uh, depictions of them beating and raping um, Randy and beating Dylan, and and then it, then it kind of goes from there. So yeah. Other than Dylan and Randy, these uh, there's no one really to root for because it's a very limited cast and the bad guys are outnumbering the good guys. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's that's pretty much all that we can give without spoiling anything, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, because that that all that information uh, aside from the sexual assault. Um, is in like the first page <laughs> or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you, you know, I'd say a good um, two thirds of it were probably uh, the the sexual assault thing. Yeah. You know, so if that's, um, you think if that's not your cup of tea, I think so. I think it's, well, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, w- well, with not maybe specifically the sexual assault, but that part of the book, you yeah. know, because um, there is a section where the tables turn, so to speak. Right. Um, and that's about at like the two thirds mark. Yeah, I I found it was a little harder to read than I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, just because, like you said, most, you know, a ton of the book was just this terrible, like. Uh, sexual assault type stuff, mm-hmm. but um, but I, I did find that this never really let up in, in terms of the pacing of it. Yeah. You start in the car on the way there, and the rest of it happens probably what in, in a span of three hours. Would you say the whole book would be maybe like in time in the book? Uh huh. Yeah, it could. I don't even think it could be longer than that. Honestly. Yeah. And so you start one thing that I really love whenever like when books do this, they start you in inciting action, then fill you in on all the details later rather than world building first and then inciting incident happening. Yeah. So the um, reverse Tolkien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that that is the actual name of it. But yeah, the pacing yeah. was was excellent in this book. Like it was a it was page turner. Yeah, because um, even even the ones like, OK, this is a it's a novella. Right. But there's like 22 chapters in it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and and the, the chapters where the action did let up were like single half a page chapters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so even that kind of felt exciting because you were turning the page so fast. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I like how every chapter was OK. So it's all in third person past tense. Um and every chapter yeah. is still from another point of view. So mm-hmm. that, you know, whenever the action's moving, boom, 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 uh, and you're getting it from different people's points of view, it's happening. I felt like the writing itself, um, other than the fact that I, I don't feel like Slug was ever fully realized as a character. Yeah, he, he kind of seemed there just as to the be muscle. like the... Yeah, the one-dimensional goon. Yeah, basically is what it was. Which I mean, like, is is not necessarily a bad thing. No, because I mean, we I've known one-dimensional goons, <laughs> <laughs> like I have, you know. <laughs> so, it's just like, oh, okay, you're that guy. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, 
other than that, I felt like, you know, it, it gave a real good dip into everyone's mindset. And I guess yeah. it never really popped into Randy's point of view, although that would have been a terrible point of view. Yeah, it's probably best in. it didn't. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, but uh, so, so, uh, you know, there was a point in this where I had to, uh, you could easily read this whole thing in what, about an hour and a half or so? Yeah, but, but there was a point in time where I, I had to take a break. You know, like there, yeah. was, there was only so much of the uh, of the assault stuff that I really want to read. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a short read. But and, and like we said, the pace is great, but you might not be able to make it all in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that makes some sense. Um, he, he, the, the one criticism that I could really get into uh-huh. as Go far ahead. because I mean, we, we've already established it. There's basically a revenge element to it. Yeah. It's a rape revenge story. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the one thing I could see, uh, uh, criticism wise, um, would be that after the two thirds, after the, the sexual assault stuff, um, the revenge kind of feels, Okay, not that he's doing revenge. That's that makes sense. But like, if you're looking for extreme violence and stuff in your revenge fantasy, it feels kind of hollow. Like the, it doesn't have as much of an impact. Yeah, as I was it surprised. Did in the first two thirds. I was surprised that uh, with how graphic it got in the middle. Uh-huh. how much it, during the climax it led up on the graphic yeah, violence. And yeah, I, exactly. The, the, there was one part, though, that I'm not going to mention that, like, literally I went, like, to in the revenge section. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just because it deals with something that personally freaks me out. Uh-huh. So... Um, uh, your mileage may vary sort of thing. <laughs> I have no clue what you could be talking about. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you get it now. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. It's like I could see, um, y- you know, you, you feel like the whole book's going to, like, escalate towards something, right? And it peaks um, a little before the two-thirds and then just kind of winds down. Mm-hmm. And, and, like... I don't know if it would have been maybe a little bit more graphic on the back end. Um, I think it would have been it would have carried more me, of a punch. Yeah, it, it would have been a little bit more satisfying, maybe. Yeah, because after what happens, you really want like oh well, yeah, jacked you know, up revenge. Yeah, and exactly. Not that the jacked up revenge doesn't happen. It's just it's almost like uh, off screen, you know. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, there, there was one part. You know, where where he says, like, whenever he's deciding to do this, you know, that he can't call the cops because what he's what he's thinking about doing would not be considered self-defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I was like, oh, shit, you know, like oh. stuff's about to go down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it kind of felt a little flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's not to say it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't well written, but it just wasn't as impactful as I was expecting. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of the reason that it didn't carry that hefty of a, you know, that he didn't go there on there is because this guy is wanting revenge. 
he's not a monster the way that these people yeah. were, you know? So yeah. I, I, I get know. it. But at the same time, you know, you really want them to get it bad. Um, and, and, and also at the same time, he did some pretty jacked up shit. Who? <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole mindset is, you know, if you're wanting revenge and you're not a psychopath, maybe a bullet's enough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not that it's he like, even shot him. He didn't. But what I'm saying is <laughs> like, like keeping it more simple. Yeah. What, what's, what's the line between like vengeance and justice? Yeah. 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 But, I get it. I get but, it. Um, that said, I, I really, really, this book wasn't, you know, as iconic as I was expecting. It's the whole thing where you're, you know, without expectation, um, mm-hmm. you have one thing. However, if I had never, like, never heard of it or never, you know, seen a lot of the rumblings about it, I probably would, it would have been like, whoa, whoa, you know, but instead my mm-hmm. expectations kind of got in my own way. I really, really enjoyed this book. I thought it was was good. Really, really well executed. The writing was great. The editing was tight. Well, I'm assuming it was edited. (laughs) It could have been just the best first draft ever. But, um, (laughs) but you know, it was all real tight, a very, very tight little package. And, um, it's definitely one of the, one of the better books that I've gotten in a while on, on the Kindle, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I really liked it. Definitely piques my interest for what else uh, Nate Southern has. And well, you're in luck. There's another novella on <laughs> the back say. of this book. That's what I was going to say. I, I might hit up uh, Mr. Gray. So anyway, um, I, I can't think about anything but Dreamcatcher when I when just I just in general, <laughs> like just yeah, <laughs> really fucked with me, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg just haunts my dreams. What was his name? Duddits in that? Duddits, yeah. Yeah, and that's because his name was like Douglas, Douglas, Douglas but he was but he uh, couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, huh. get a speech impediment. Yeah, that was a a really good movie until uh, he turns into a Power Ranger villain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the it's the Stephen King ending thing, man. He just cannot. He'd be the worst gymnast ever, like doing just like the coolest shit ever, but can't and then just. Just tumble on the landing every time crumbles like that gymnast in final <laughs> destination on <laughs> every time um but yeah okay so what are you gonna rate this um you know like it's to me probably a solid three and a half borderline four mm-hmm. but i think i think i'll go solid three and a half so like w- above average definitely so yeah, I, I'm going to go with a four. Like, I okay. really, really enjoyed it. Um, do I want to read it again? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's about it. But, you know, the writing style was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so, I am interested to see more, though, from, from him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people, what kind of soiled this for me was uh, there was a lot of expectation. Uh, people been comparing it to a almost like The Girl Next Door by Jack Ketchum. 
And Mm -hmm. I think that's an unfair comparison in general, but this lacked like the nostalgic punch uh, that the girl next door had. And so anyway, I didn't have that, but I mean, it's damn good. So Mm -hmm. anyway, it's just kind of uh, expecting one thing er and getting another, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, Yeah. And, And according to the author bio in the back, um, He's all about uh, coffee flavored ice cream, mm-hmm. and and so am I. So we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> wow! There, no, there's wow, this, this was prime made for you, dude. I know. There's this ice cream shop by our house mm-hmm. that, um, at any given time, has like maybe two different flavors of ice cream coffee, really? right? Or coffee ice cream? Yeah. So, um, but. Their roster of co- uh, of ice creams, they have like 400 different flavors that they rotate through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried like maybe um, like 10 or 12 different coffee ice creams from that one place. Wow. Yeah, they're really Quite good. The one of them actually tra- has oh. one of them still has like grounds in it, <laughs> and which sounds gross, but it's amazing. <laughs> Those are <laughs> grounds. That's just like roaches and shit. That yeah, got in there. probably. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I'm happy you like coffee ice cream. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, join us for the Neapolitan hour. <laughs> so, right. yeah. so dumb. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll cut that out. We'll Talk be, about Naples. <laughs> we'll be back with our review of an old after school special. <laughs> Would you please remove your podcast from the internet? It doesn't help the world in any way. You don't possess those skills. What a sad life way to express yourself to your peers. Mel suggested we record a promo for Barely Living the Dream, our podcast about independent filmmaking straight from the trenches. I suggested we read some hate mail, you know, to keep us humble. This one, I, this one uh, was I'm right out of the place. Show it was free. Now, if I can get an hour and a half of this, talk about a movie that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Join us as we talk about making movies and living the dream. Barely. New episodes available every couple weeks. When we aren't on set. Only on the B&E Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and bmoviesandebooks.com. How do you think you guys sound like total fools? Welcome back. We are talking the day my kid went punk. 1987, I believe. Uh... Uh, yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. And October twenty so, third. So it was like a Halloween made for TV special. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is ABC after school specials. Those aired for what I don't know, seven years or so. I remember watching them as a kid. I was born in eighty three. Oh. So what? So sorry, I just realized where I know the kid from. Um, he was in, also in like a. I don't remember if it was a Disney movie or whatever, but he was in The Boy Who Could Fly. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell is The Boy That Could Fly? It's it's literally about a boy who could fly. Do you know that Vandal song where um, he, he talks about making a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he goes... Um, uh, I wrote a book. I wrote uh, a story about a boy who could fly, but it was only for an inch or two, and maybe a foot or so high. 
That, that's like the words. That's the plot to the boy who could fly. <laughs> God, I love the vandals. Um, yeah. And, and, and so it's like, th- that's it. Like this kid who he can fly, but it's literally like, I think his biggest feat of strength in, in the movie is like, he goes over a house. Dude, <laughs> like, he was in uncle buck and not quite human. I know yeah. this kid. Yeah. Wow, anyway, and he's the, it he's, appears the main he's still getting work into the 2000s. Um, interesting. Now, his brother is Craig Bierko, which I found totally bizarre. Uh, he, Do you know Craig Bierko? He no. was in one of my favorite uh, comedies, uh, Sour Grapes. Nobody no. liked it, but I loved it. Oh, okay, so real quick, story about Sour Grapes. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife put on a movie, um, called sour grapes the other day. And I was so excited because I thought it was that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, Craig loves this movie. Right. And I was like, I've seen this with him several times. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be, um, a documentary on, uh, wine, <laughs> like forgery, <laughs> nice, <laughs> like selling fake wine, which was really interesting by the way. Um, but but it was not at all as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, Do- uh, documentary called Sour Grapes. But go on, he uh, was in Sour no, Grapes. I mean, he's he's one of the main characters in Sour Grapes. It's that Larry David film. Um, mm-hmm. He was in the Thirteenth Floor and a couple of the scary movie movies. I mean, he's I like been. How, I like how we're talking about a guy who's not even in this movie. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Oh, 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 he's I thought you meant his brother in real life. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the brother in the in the show, the real shithead. Who's in, who's in two scenes. He's in three. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, the as little, soon as... The little sister disappears, though. She pops up at the end. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, she pulled a um, little sister from... Uh, uh, was a Fresh Prince? No. N- yeah, Urkel. What was the oh, family, family Matters? Family Matters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Boy Meets World did it too. <laughs> and it's like, and then she came downstairs, and he was like, "Man, she's been in her room a long time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the plot of this is a kid who is a uh, what did he play? Violin, ridiculous. classical violin. Yeah, he played violin. Um, school he, he sees that punk rock dudes are picking up chicks. No, specifically this chick he's into. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going punk. So basically, this movie was a kid making a fashion choice, not based <laughs> on the music behind it. A.K.A. No. the day my kid became a poser. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but, but he, he, here's the thing, though. Okay, so... They're leaving some they're leaving the recital. Right. Uh And he's and he sees that we're going to spoil the hell out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no reason. (laughs) And he's like, this is I I do. I will say before you listen to the rest of this, I would suggest you watch it. It's like 50 minutes or something. And it's on YouTube. (laughs) There's a couple of versions on YouTube. One of them is missing the last few minutes of the movie. Don't watch that one. Oh, shit. Uh, is that the one I watched? Did you see credits? I saw credits, but mine, was, mine was five minutes shorter than the other one. And I picked Yeah, it I know. I think the other one has commercials. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, um, which would have been fun in and of itself. But um, so, all right. He sees that the, the girl he likes um, is, is dating some punk rock guy. And he's like, 
I'm going to, you know, pierce my ears. And his dad's like, not in my house. Right. But then his mom, and this is important. His mom is like, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's fully supportive of it. Yeah. Okay. Halfway through the movie, you find out what well, she's like a psychologist, but she's giving some lecture on how to make your kids avoid becoming punk rock. Yeah. 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 It's so bizarre. <laughs> um, this movie actually reminded me of like Sims. If the Sims <laughs> made him film because all of, all of it was just like all of the concepts involved were just like very surface level. It's like the dad's writing a book and his publisher's like, you're weeks away from submitting the book. And he, the wife's like, we need the advance money, but never are there like, money back. problems. Yeah. Nothing. No. That never comes back. The, I was like, is that going to, is that going to play a part into it? Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. And then like the brother is like, I was voted chair of the college Republicans. The Republicans. <laughs> he was in the young Republicans. Didn't, didn't <laughs> say anything about it after that. Um, no. Yeah. And this is like the eighties where like Republicans were much more yuppies than they are now. Yeah. It, uh, he is an American psycho. Yeah, American <laughs> psycho Republicans. Um, yeah. And so anyway, uh, but yeah, so it it all starts with like this this classical concert that he's giving, and then they leave, and this is one of my favorite parts. They leave, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna go to my celebration," and the little girl's like, "I want to go home." And they're like, "Yeah, we're we're going home. You can go off for the summer, and when you come back, we'll we'll celebrate your going away party." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, fuck. I mean, come on, guys." And then there's no consequences from that either. No. <laughs> so so he goes off to to this hotel, mm -hmm. right? To work in their child care program. But before he does that, at the airport, he has a really good punk transformation montage. Oh, yeah. He's got a Rambo powering up scene. <laughs> like, yeah, where he cuts his hair and it gets longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my question. Okay. When, when we were, like, playing a lot, why didn't we ever use gun cases as guitar cases? Because uh, he did. In in the show, because like that was a, like a gun case. I reckon it had that triangle or that rhombus on the side of it. But anyway, why didn't we ever do that? Those uh, are way cheaper than hard shell cases. I don't know. We used what golf a, a golf transporter to do all our drum gear. Yeah. Uh, I'm for people not familiar with the show or like long-term listeners, me and Brian played in a punk band for a long time. So that's technically, <laughs> still, technically the band still exists. Yeah. If someone wants to book us, we're there. <laughs> we'll think about it. <laughs> um, so gotta this, be local, though. this really hit home <laughs> for us, even though we weren't like the, like by the time we got into it and, and I believe for the majority of all punk rock, most people aren't into like the I'm putting a safety pin through my face type shit, you know. Like, I mean, we we played with some bands that were sort of like that. Yeah, like I the mean, guy who eat a roll of nickels. Yeah, we stage. played with the band. Yeah, yeah, he'd eat a roll of nickels every time, and the song was called Robert Eats Nickels, and be like Robert <laughs> Eats Nickels, Robert <laughs> Eats Nickels, and he'd just I run around, that part. <laughs> run around. It was a specific song. 
<laughs> yeah, he'd run around. I remember my dad. My dad came to one of my da- dad came to a lot of our shows, but he went to one of those shows and he told that guy that uh, he bets his shit's worth about a buck fifty or something like that. And he just looked at my dad like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> um, I, I I forgot it was a, a specific song. Robert eating Snickles. <laughs> yeah, he'd go around the mosh pit and beat the shit out of people while chucking oh, nickels. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I wonder if he's dead. <laughs> it's like, like heavy metal poisoning. Yeah, I mean, nothing like drug related. Just, just nickel eating too many nickels. <laughs> oh man. Um, but anyway, yeah. So all I was gonna say is we were much more the t-shirt and jeans type punk yeah. rock. We we were we got into it before the emo fashion stuff. Yeah. And uh, right in that sweet spot, yeah, and, and there we hung. <laughs> like, so, anyway, um, but yeah, so this this kid decides, screw it, I'm going punk. And his parents got him a job working at like a daycare yeah, at it, a like, daycare at a hotel, <laughs> sure, which I didn't even feel no really know was a thing, no, okay, but he he's like, um. What what was his job title? He was a counselor. Counselor. Yeah. So it's like it's like whenever they were writing this screenplay, maybe it was like a summer camp uh-huh. at first, and then they were like, "Oh crap! How do we get his parents back into the summer camp?" And then um, changed it to a hotel, and then uh, forgot to like go back and fix some of the words in the script. Is <laughs> what it kind of felt like. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot that's forgotten in this yeah. one. Yeah. So, so um, he's camp counselor at this hotel <laughs> mm-hmm. where he's like, well, he decides that he's going to bring his guitar, not his violin, um, to, to work with the kids. Uh, and also because he wants to join a band for the summer mm-hmm. while he was there. And it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't like, I guess technically we had some temporary members, but, um, yeah, you wouldn't want someone joining the band for the summer. Yeah. Like we joined, we joined at 15 and 16 and we're still in it in our (laughs) thirties. This was not a summer good for us. Not only that, they they didn't play anything resembling punk rock. Like that was new wave at best. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly in my notes. I was like, wait, this is punk rock. (laughs) Like, like I I was doing it wrong, but (laughs) like, cause it it was, it was the like most, um, surface attempt at ABC trying to figure out what punk rock sounds like. Yeah. That that it could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like, Oh, I heard B 52s. Okay. That'll work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like they were punk. Like, <clears throat> um, but I don't know. Steadily, though, a- as the summer progresses, he decides to go more and more punk rock. Um, until which he means... basically looked like a member of TSOL or like Jack Grisham. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he went full on, like <laughs> he went full on like black blush and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so good, it was so good, and then like. The 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 primary conf well not the primary conflict but a conflict arises whenever one of the um, rich people like come in to get their kid or whatever then they see him and they complain and then later they're taking the kids on a field trip 
to a ranch where they can ride horses. Okay, yeah, this was bizarre. Not a hotel thing, right? Uh-uh. Like your hotel is not allowed to take children somewhere. <laughs> and also, it didn't seem like he was really there. It seemed like he passed through that. Like, you yeah, know what because I'm saying? he left. He left and went to the store and then came back. Yeah, like he wasn't doing a good job. But anyway, um, that's why I think like it might have been camp counseling at first, and maybe it was just horses on the camp. But but anyway, um, so the wife who was or the wife the the lady who was yelling at him. Um, for being punk rock at first, turns out her kid is like disabled. Yeah, and she, and it she takes may have a had real polio. weird turn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't show that the kid's disabled at first. It just never says, shows that kid. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think it like your first entrance is this guy being like, "We don't have a horse she can ride," <laughs> yeah. and so and then, then you just see like, this tiny the- girl just crying her eyes out. <laughs> Oh my God, dude, I could not have laughed so hard because like that is your, that is like your introduction to this character. Just like, we don't yeah. have a horse she can ride. And then <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. what in the hell is happening? So I'm laughing and then it shows like she's on little like crutches and I'm like, Oh God, this is taking a weird turn. I feel bad for all my laughter. And, and so he comforts her. He goes up to her and he's like, hey, everyone thinks I look like a douche, but I don't, right? And she's, <laughs> she's like, no, no, uh, you don't. You're, you're fine. And um, and he's like, see, people like your mom, they're going to judge you for being different. But yeah, I think that he, this... <laughs> he just basically called out that kid's mom right in front of her. <laughs> yeah. And compared him deciding to throw, you know, red <laughs> shit in his hair and play not punk music. Um, he compared that to, to like her being crippled. Yeah. And so then he's like, hold on for a second. Walks through the hotel. Doesn't really show, but it, it does show long enough to interrupt his mom's uh, her press conference uh, in front of her seminar. Yeah, yeah, okay, because at this point, the parents are at the hotel, right? It's never expressly stated how far away it is or anything like that, but I guess it's far enough to reinvent himself as a punk rocker. But um, So the, the parents are there, and they've seen that he's punk rock, and they're all upset about it. And then she's having a press conference, like, a, like an interview with a journalist, for her weird psychology like seminar, seminar she's gonna give yeah right? about your kids not becoming punk rock yeah and he's yeah, like hey it, mom and they're like wait this piece of shit's your kid like <laughs> <laughs> but he does it in like the dopiest way he's like hey mom and like <laughs> it's one of those like big waves <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then just like walks off right and and like she's like flabbergasted and then he goes back you know, and gives this doll to the little kid. A doll, but that, where did it come from? Inexplicitly has crutches. Yeah, he <laughs> made. It seems like he went found a doll went, and made. fashioned some crutches yeah. on a doll, and he's like, "Sorry, kid, you can't ride horses, but here's a here's a doll with crutches." Yeah, you know, like it was bizarre. Yeah, and, it, and it was just like, how long were they sitting on that bench waiting for him to like craft this doll? <laughs> I, know, I know. And then like the mom is like, you know, I totally judged you wrong. And he's like, yeah, yeah. you did. And, yeah. And, and then he drops the mic and walks off. Yeah, it, it, like he pulled a handicapped doll out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's not let's not get ourselves. But anyway, so the, so so they're they're watching the news. Right. To watch her interview. 
mm-hmm. and the guy totally gotcha journalism here right and turn the story about how she's trying to tell people not to have punk rock kids but her kid is punk rock yeah right and she's like oh my god um my career is ruined sort of no thing. yeah yeah she's freaking out but then the punks yeah. take it because there's a panel of punk rock people yeah. that you've never seen before and okay, they're all so, like i decided to pierce my ear my dad kicked me out of the house what the hell all right yeah. it's like i'm 14 yeah and they're like 30 year old men <laughs> yeah okay so here is my question and this is the thing that plagued me the most mm-hmm. okay she what is, is doing... punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's my question. All right. She's a psychologist or whatever. She was doing a seminar on not having your kid turn punk rock. What was her original plan? She had a panel of punk rock kids that apparently all had sob stories. Did she not talk to any of them before she invited them on the panel? Well, I think that that's part of the whole film. Like, this is all talking about how if you do anything different, you're going to get judged. Everyone is an asshole is what I took away from this. Yeah, that was the moral of the story. I get that. But I'm saying she's got a terrible seminar lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't do any of her research. She set herself up for failure. Yeah, but, because all of those kids, even if her kid wasn't on that panel, those kids had terrible lives. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, really sympathetic. Yeah. She should have picked some, like, More real aggressive, real type. gutter punky, <laughs> like, you like, know, like, living on the street because they want to live on the street. <laughs> like, yeah, like the gutter, fun, like the trust fund kids that turn gutter punk. And yeah. they're like, you inexplicably, like or drinking Starbucks and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> like those kind of kids. I no, I was talking about the ones who are doing it on purpose. Well, that's what I'm talking like, about. Like the, but, the trust fund but, ones where they got, yeah, they got talking, money, but they're I'm just not, like, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about ones that literally are homeless of their own volition. <laughs> <laughs> like she should have round them up from like a leftover crack or whatever was comparable yeah, at the time. Exactly. Show. And not that, stupid ass kind of punk that like her son was playing <laughs> yeah yeah that Bauhaus inspired so, bullshit it was like the worst like. <laughs> yeah no they, she needed the, the kids like I think she was expecting them, them to all be like I stabbed someone for a quarter yeah you know? exactly and they were just she didn't like do any research society really kind of <clears throat> it, it's hurtful to people that want to be different <laughs> and she's like I yeah, never thought about like, it that way you know, we don't do it to piss you off. We do it because we like it and yeah. stuff. And then it's like, she's a terrible researcher. I kind of distrust the validity of any of her findings now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do. But the people <laughs> at the conference were like, they smashing success. Smashing yeah, they success. We loved everything you did there. Yeah. You know, and then like what could have happened and it could have tightly we're not even done with the movie this is like the two-third mark <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of shit that goes on in 45 minutes <laughs> but mm-hmm. um what could have nicely wrapped everything up all the loose ends from the, the earlier with the dad and stuff if if he would have wrote their story yeah you know that that could have that could have brought it all back full circle. That didn't happen though. Okay, my favorite part. Okay, so basically all he gets at, you know, is like so this really was like the day my parents turned into judgmental shits because yeah. before then, like 
all they did was ignore this guy over and over. And then they're in denial about how much they ignored him. And the little sister's like, no, we kind of all pretended like he wasn't here. I laughed <laughs> so hard at that. Um, Dropping but, the truth. Yeah. I don't know. Like this was contrary to everything that I kind of believe about like punk music and stuff, you know, like this whole story was, I mean, I'm sure some people get into it for like attention, but I don't know that we really knew too many people like that. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, coming from the punk scene in quotation marks (laughs) from, from our area, there was like, I don't know. None of the people I knew did it just for attention. It was because they all liked the music or liked having studded jackets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. Um, But, but okay. So here it comes down to the emotional crux of the story, Mm -hmm. right? He goes back to school and he's going to get his chair assignments from the orchestra teacher. Right. And the orchid and then like he doesn't give him one and he's like, yo, what up? Why, why don't I have a seat? Why don't I have a chair? And he's like, because you look funny, basically, <laughs> is, is the answer to that. And um, like, all right, I totally and this is this is this is one. I totally agree with the the orchestra teacher. <laughs> Well, yeah, we we neglected like, to say that we transitioned into yuppies as we got older. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, just kidding. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be in the orchestra, they all wear the same thing. Like, you can't have a kid, like, one of the kids in the orchestra wearing, <laughs> you know, a jacket with spikes and stuff like that. Because it's just, it's distracting. Yeah. You know? No, I got you. It's the same reason that I can't wear my fucking misfit shirt at work. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, like... Uh, um, it, it's, it's exactly the same. Like maybe let him keep his hair or whatever, but like, it, it's like the, the whole thing was just like, you look funny. It was the reason, but it's like, maybe if he would have agreed to just wear the tux and stuff while they were in performance, then all of the next 20 minutes of the show would have been <laughs> like, you know, different. But, um, so he, he, he realizes you know, that I guess maybe some of the stuff he was doing was just for attention mm-hmm. and it wasn't just who he was. But and some of it um, also was who he really was. Yeah. And so, um, he, he decides, you know, he's got to make a decision whether he wants to play in a punk rock band, sort of, or <laughs> punk, rock. Yeah, punk rock band, <laughs> or, um, he wants to play in the orchestra. You know, and he has this like real long soul searching montage where he does half of his makeup and then turns his head in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and then like, you know, his parents and his and his brother and sister are finally like, you know, we're going to respect you, whatever you decide to do. And then he's like. I'm going to be in a punk rock band. And they're kind of disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can tell. And he's (laughs) like, because when I'm 50, I'll be able to play classical either way. But punk rock is fleeting. Yeah. But the thing is though, if you're, if you want to get a job as a professional orchestra musician, you're not going to get a job as a professional orchestra musician at 50. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) what I was surprised about this whole story is that they didn't, you know, the, 
they only concentrated on like fashion decisions. Like yeah. it wasn't like punk was a gateway into drugs or, or, or a bad world, which Nothing. I was expecting Nothing. for it to go like that. Right. Like he went yeah. started going to punk clubs and then got addicted to heroin or some shit like that. Cause I yeah. mean, that is a path you can take. Yeah. <laughs> we perfectly valid. <laughs> uh, I, I think we were like the most straight edge type band that we ever played yeah. with. Like for us, our big nights were like, "Hey, we may have a beer or something while we're playing." <laughs> like well, we didn't, and then we're gonna go play Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ours, we never <laughs> fell into that trap, but uh, that trap, I'm sure, presents itself to yeah. some people. And yeah, but I, but I mean, especially like back in the '80s, though, there was like a big straight edge punk movement. You know, like a like Minor Threat and stuff like that were all straight edge. <clears throat> Yeah, like half wasn't half the band from Black or like half the guys in Black Flag were too, right? I don't know like Henry were straight edge, but like Henry Henry Rollins is. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, Henry Rollins would refold the towels and stuff in hotel rooms. <laughs> like, well, I mean, then they had uh, they had Bill from Descendants who yeah. might drink a beer here and there. Yeah, and exactly. That's about it. But yeah, no, like not that a lot of it is no, super but druggy but that. there is yeah, some element there, there's both thing. sides to it but they didn't explore any of that you know they didn't explore was, really anything related to punk it was my kid I decided to really, look like a, huh <laughs> decided to look like a what <laughs> a, a clown like he was yeah. painted as some sort of gothic clown <laughs> yeah basically um i was expecting since it was an abc made for tv movie um to be anti-punk yeah but no and and the the moral of the story became, uh, be yourself. Yeah, be that your, was like that was be, the w- with a caveat. Be yourself, but if you expect <laughs> if you expect society to cave for you, it's not happening. Yeah, Which, it, I it mean, would, yeah, everyone can agree with that's that's a totally normal like that's a good lesson. Yeah, <laughs> do, yeah, do what you want, but you can't expect to be you know like. You're going to be treated differently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you do that, I don't know that we, you know, but I I don't know. It's hard to compare us to that because (laughs) we were just like, oh, we like punk rock and video games. And uh, yeah, I mean, you had purple hair for a bit and I had bleach blonde hair for a bit. Yeah. But that was the extent. I mean, I had pierced ears, but yeah, but I mean, like I still went to like i sold shoes and stuff with purple hair yeah you know and nobody cared (laughs) it wasn't that big of a deal i mean like i was like yeah it doesn't matter right (laughs) but the thing is though (laughs) the thing is though like um if if i was playing for like a professional orchestra or something like that they probably wouldn't let me have purple hair well yeah you know what i mean this is something that you realize yeah and it's like well yeah there are rules in life (laughs) like if you don't want to play by those rules you don't have to yeah but you're not going to necessarily do the same things that other people do exactly and that's a choice and it's it's you have to make that informed decision and if that's what you want to go for cool if not you know don't yeah that's the moral of this story yep which is the complete opposite from what i was expecting yeah, I was expecting like the Dungeons and Dragons satanic ritual kind of. Um, I, I was <laughs> expecting special. damn near anything other than what happened. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, pretty it, much. But um but, by the end of it he's he's still quote unquote punk rock and his parents um who we haven't even mentioned is the dad from the love boat. or or the dad's from the love boat but but like they're they're in support of him his yuppie young republican brother is supportive of him sort of um i mean yeah he's always like cut the shit (laughs) he's all mad just cut the shit and become republican it's so much more awesome and he's like i don't remember him saying that at all that's what i was getting from it oh okay um but it's like they're, they're all supportive of his choices and they live happily ever after. Yeah. You know, what's That's weird. It. I just realized that I haven't, uh, I haven't been looking at you on Skype the entire time. <laughs> You're, you were in like the tiny window over to the right. And yeah. yeah. Not paid any attention. Yeah. But yeah. right. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, this film sucked. So <laughs> anyway, I, I did love it for its cheesy factor. What can we rate this? I, I'd go ahead and give it a middle. It's worthy of a two, but I'm going to say because of the cheesy enjoyment, I'm going to bump it up to a three. I'm going to go four and a half. No, really? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I understand this was a terrible movie, mm-hmm. like terrible movie, but I loved every second of it. Oh, I loved it, but it not it wasn't good. Oh, no. If I was to give it an actual rating, yeah, it'd be like a two. <laughs> like, honest, honestly. Um, I mean, let's be honest here. It is an ABC after school special from 1987. Yeah, it's not good. And it has not aged well. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. And if but you're even I loved, slightly into punk rock, the, the, will kind the of whole... piss you off. Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting a little annoyed. Like, yeah, but, but it's like it, it. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy oh. you, you liked it. Maybe we'll cover some more after school specials. How? Maybe apparently, that's the route. Apparently, we go. this was in season sixteen. Of the ABC after school specials. Oh my gosh. I thought they only ran for like seven years or something. Um, no, it's like, oh God, no, it's been running for 25 years. Are they still going on? 1997. Huh? Last one's called Miracle at Trapper Creek. (laughs) Those trappers are starting to dress punk rock. Yeah. Oh, oh god there's one called me and my hormones <laughs> yeah yeah well we definitely need to make it a thing where we cover these every once in a while because this is was a great palate cleanser i enjoyed so it good. um it's so good well uh you want to go ahead and wrap up sure okay what uh, uh what should we be looking forward to next time <laughs> oh god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> me neither uh, um Oh, I could have swore there was a movie I was actually like interested in watching. Um, hmm. But I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll be back next we'll, time. We'll find something out. Yeah. Um, next week might be our three year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to us. Maybe we should just do a retrospective. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, not at all. It'll probably be a normal let's, episode. Um, let's listen to all of our episodes and then review them. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> God, that'd be so long. Um, no, it'd be easy. They're all shit. 
<laughs> I give it a solid two, but the enjoyment factor pops it up to a three. It's one and a half for me. <laughs> um, oh, you can check out my my new uh, horror Instagram. Oh, yeah. Horrors yeah. Hidden Gems on Instagram. I just started it last week. Right now, yeah, I'm up to 162 followers. It's just horror crap. <laughs> anyway, but it's actually been fun. So, yeah, um, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now. Make sure and go to bnepod.com. Check out some of our uh, T-shirts and stuff like that to help support the show. And I guess we will see you next week or next time in two weeks, probably. Bye. <laughs> this is Wolfman Jack. You've been listening to B-Movies and E-Books. And you can check out these crazy cats every two weeks or so on iTunes, Stitcher, and I don't know other places. So anyway, leave them a five-star review. Also, check them out on Twitter at BNEPod. And subscribe to the BNE Master Feed if you're a fan and you a real cool daddy. The podcast you just heard is part of the BNE Network. Brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com. Yeah.